Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Indiscriminate News Network. Today is Wednesday, November 3rd. Race of news out of Israel. Israel launches missile attacks targeting outskirts of Damascus. The Israeli air forces have launched a missile attack on the outskirts of the country's capital, Damascus, Syria. Sana News Agency reported on Wednesday. As a representative of the Syrian army noted that during the pre-dawn hours, Israeli missiles struck sites in the Zakaria region outside Damascus. According to the Syrian military, as a result of the attack, material damage has been caused. On October 30th, four F-16 tactical fighter jets of the Israeli Air Force fired eight delegated missiles from their territory at the Golan Heights without entering Syrian airspace. At Syrian Air Defense Facility, located 20 kilometers west and 12 kilometers northwest of Damascus. As a result of the attack, two servicemen from the Syrian Armed Forces were wounded. According to the report... Hamdak agreed to become premier. Oh, sorry. That's what I got on that one. That was a different one. <laughs> touch on. But yeah, so I don't know what like international laws or whatever they were not trying to break, but I guess there was something <clears throat> with firing the missiles from their side uh, without entering Syrian land or whatever and uh, hitting the target that they wanted to. I'm curious what that is. All right. Iran State TV says Iran thwarted a U.S. attempt to steal oil in the Sea of Oman. Iran's mayor news agency related, uh, relates to a confrontation between speedboats of Iran's Revolutionary Guard and American ship which left the scene. It said footage would be aired soon. Neither state or TV, uh, neither state TV or the mayor said the incident had taken place um, when the incident taken place, but described the incident as recent. Doesn't sound like it's a an American like a government one. Might be at a uh, just somebody, <laughs> somebody trying to break cause like steal some fuel. All right, Afghan interim government makes use of local currency mandatory. Deputy Prime Minister Mujahid urges people to stop using foreign currency. The interim government of Afghanistan on Wednesday made it mandatory for all people to use local Afghan currency in every transaction. The economic situation and natural interests of the countries demand that all Afghans use Afghani currency in every transaction. The move comes as Taliban consolidates their power amid a freeze of Afghanistan's foreign reserves worth about $9 billion. Washington froze the assets after the Taliban regained power in August and announced its intern government. The UN has described the fish situation in Afghanistan as dire as humanitarian crisis looms in the winter. Mujahid urged all citizens of the war-torn country, including shopkeepers, traders, to conduct all transactions in Afghan currency, strictly refrain from using foreign currency, as the use of foreign currency negatively affects the economy of the country. And it hurts all the countrymen, he said, warning any violation will be dealt with legally. So basically use Afghani currency, don't use foreign money. The problem if you're a shopkeeper... Or someone related to you know business, trader, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, is the value of that money to someone outside of Afghanistan, especially if you're trying to buy stuff. How valuable is that money to them, and are they willing to take it? Especially like an international trader. Despite the intern government is yet to, <clears throat> yet to be recognized internationally, the Taliban have been maintaining the regular contact with foreign governments and the UN to shore up humanitarian assistance to meet up basic demands of people. Okay, Chechnya, which is Czechoslovakia, adopt the won't adopt the euro, says new government. 
the newly emerging coalition government does not plan to adopt the euro during its term. According to Chairman of the TOP09 Parliamentary Club, Jan Jakob, and ODS Deputy Chairman, uh, Stan Jura. According to them, Chechia does not strive to meet the conditions of the uh, for the adoption of the euro, which also would not be advantageous for the country right now. The SPOLU coalition and the Pirates Mayor's Independence do not plan to adopt the euro currency during the term of the office of the newly formed government. Respect the program of SPOLU adoption of euro is not on the agenda. So no euro in Czechoslovakia. It's okay. Taiwan party split over constitutional reform. After a month of increasing tensions and a proposal to amend Taiwan's constitution may further strain the country's cross-strait relationship. On October 22nd, a group of 17 former and current legislators who formed the ruling Democratic Party Progressive Constitutional Reform shall small groups released a proposal amending the 74-year-old constitution. Six reforms were announced, including lowering the voting age to 18, abolishing both control and examination of the one, country's auditor and civil service exam institutions and establishing an independent human rights committee. But the proposal that has sparked most discussion is one that's most likely to pass, lowering the requirements to amend the constitution in the future. This has been one of the principal demands of Taiwan's independence movement since its martial law period, with an eye on eventually creating a new constitution. <clears throat> During martial law, various groups in the underground independence movement drafted new constitutions a way to imagine Taiwan no longer connected to the Chinese, uh, Republic of China. As a result, forces opposed to independence are suspicious of constitutional reform, perceiving it as a secessionist. Until 1991, any mention of constitutional reform was illegal under Article 100 of the Criminal Law Code. The Constitution is directly related to the question of sovereignty because of this. It's an value touches on the question of independence or reunification, says Chen Li Fu. Obviously, a very, very, very touchy subject. Are you going to finish off with this one? Rolls Royce invests about $11 million to support U.S. Navy ships. According to a press release by Rolls-Royce on October 28th, the firm has completed an $11 million investment in its flagship naval defense campus with the opening of a new high-tech manufacturing, repair, and test facility. The 25,000-square-foot facility will have enhanced modern, uh, modernized the company's naval operation in Walpole, adding water jet maintenance, repair, and overhaul service to its portfolio portfolio and world-class capabilities all right everybody thanks for listening to the indiscriminate news network i'm your host jason st Clair. once again today was wednesday november 3rd i hope everybody's doing well take care and here we go soon bye